0: Masscast.
1: Hey, we want to welcome you all, Masked fans, to another Masked Cast chat where we are actually celebrating 30 years. Can you all believe this? We are celebrating 30 years of mask. Uh, I apologize that my buddy and counterpart Jason is just held back at a meeting right now. He will join us shortly. Uh, until then, we invite you to send in your questions and answers. I'm going to try to uh, play it uh, as best as I can at Uh Usually he has a good uh, outline for us every single time. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to to uh, rec- recollect on if you will uh, is how how crazy uh, it is it's been 30 years I'm 39 years old so that means at, when I was 9 this was being put on the air and I see Bill Ferries has now joined us from matttracker.com are you there Bill?
2: Yeah I'm just trying to get my videos nope
1: Did we lose you? Uh, Anyway, so we have Bill trying to dial in, so to speak. I feel like I'm ancient saying that. I feel like I'm ancient 30 years from now talking about uh, mask. And I wanted to get your feelings on what was your best impressions or best episodes, or even about the toy line, the comic books. What seized it for you? Was it the cartoon? Was it perhaps uh, more of the comic book, even though the toy line came out? um, Maybe you kind of got more fascinated by the the toy line um, or the cartoon or what have you. So please feel free to pop in with your questions and answers uh, on Google Hangouts. I am monitoring Facebook. So if it's not working well for you to sign on, and of course, if you hear the little bleep, bleep, bleep popping in, I am unfortunately monitoring, um, I say unfortunately because of the sound effects, but I am monitoring Facebook. So please feel free to join in with your questions and answers. Uh, I'll, uh, uh, I'll start it off by saying that, you know, where where was I at nine years old? Well, I was in my hometown, many of you know it, as well as where Jason is from, Clearfield, Pennsylvania. He's actually originally from Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, about about five, seven miles up the road from where I was. And uh, seeing it blast on the airwaves, I was actually taken away from – if you read my article, I'm really fascinated by the the intro. Because that was almost like the selling point right there to kids. You know, we just – cool, this is cool, this looks cool, the lasers and – vehicles and what have you, but there was also the, the looking back at it, that was just a huge, like, Christmas wish list or birthday wish list all in one 50-second uh, intro, because you got Rhino, you had Hurricane, uh, you had Thunderhawk, you had Switchblade, you had, I don't know, what, seven, eight vehicles, as well as, of course, T-Bob and Scott, uh, trying to crash the party so to speak um, but I enjoyed mask and I guess I was always taken back by Thunderhawk even though you'll read my my article saying that Condor was my number one probably more for sentimental because that was the one I had in my collection uh, ever since uh, since I was growing up um, but I really wanted that Thunderhawk as well that was a cool card to see. Uh, a Camaro turn into a jet uh, and shoot off and shoot lasers at Venom. Uh, you see the cool f- uh, jet thrusters pop out of the rear bumper. Uh, it was about the same era that Knight Rider was on the scene. So sometimes I equated the rear bumper. If some of you remember the Super Pursuit Mode kit where, you know, he expanded out to get faster, the... the I guess it was the tail, of the hatch actually opened up and revealed more taillights, so to speak. But I kind of equated Thunderhawk's rear bumper being moved up kind of in that thing, that that era. But, um, yeah, so this is just awesome being able to see 30 years of being online, let's uh, uh, say online, being 30 years of mask And it's I think it's getting stronger. And I hear Bill coming online. Yeah. I think yeah.
2: I'm getting there.
1: He's trying to show me his Phillies ceiling instead of uh his mask collection, it looks like. I'm not trying here.
2: Uh Super Mario shirt too.
1: Oh man, I was almost gonna wear that too. But I thought, you know what? I'm gonna wear my I know if we can get a good shot of it, but the mask at thirty that we wore there at the RetroCon.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: So I uh, I don't know if you were hearing any of this. Uh, I'm trying to think of what what captured you 30 years ago. If you can recall that far back, for me it's like you know the old uh, squeaky mouse wheel exercise wheel. But what I'm thinking what what captivated you the most when you saw Mask flashed on the airwaves? Were you intrigued by the cartoon, or did it spin it off into the obvious collector that you are, or did were you, you know, taken by the, the the comic books. What I guess what seized you the most out of the whole cartoon thirty years ago?
2: Combination uh, comics were never big for me. It was uh, what you see in front of you here, and then the cartoon itself. I don't remember the last time I watched the cartoon when I was younger, but um, you know, I I was putting together the top thirty list. And I do remember that getting the collector, I think, was the, the last toy I got when I was younger. Um, so I think that was kind of where it stopped there. But, uh, you know, the, I guess the toy line more than the cartoon, but it's neck and neck pretty much. Never really the comics though. Oh,
1: I can be honest. I, I never got into the comic book world um, uh, I'll be honest I guess uh, uh, I guess a piece of my my uh, being an adult or what have you I, I seem to fall asleep anytime I read so um, I've stayed away from reading a lot of things um, even comic books but I be, I'll be honest these years later as we were going through some of the, the comic books here, uh, on our mask casts, with, uh, I think it was with you and or Eric, and uh, I was actually captivated. I stayed alert. Um, maybe it was because it was masked, but I was actually alert when I read it, not, not as opposed to uh, most of my college courses that I've been uh, enduring, as it were.
2: What, what college courses are you taking that... Uh,
1: Well, at the time, uh, I've been working on uh, becoming a a pastor, so I was taking a a bachelor's degree in religion.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: So that has been, fortunately, that has been put to rest for the time being, but uh, the military seems to always be hard-pressed, to always educate you uh, in leadership. So I'm actually now on to the next chapter of my military education, which is... uh, Senior Non-Commissioned Officer Academy. And basically, it's just more leadership skills and traits, and um, it, it goes into a whole mecca of different leadership skills and models and cross-cultural because of the, it is the military. We, we do uh, uh, engage with different, uh, well, different countries, different ethnicities, so you have to be cognizant of communication style, the nonverbals it, it, they really get in they bash it over your head, but it's an online course. So um, it can be very very dry because it's like death by PowerPoint with the uh, uh, I guess the monotone instructor going and this is this leadership model. And you will note that in chapter five that I'm like, are you kidding me? So um,
2: it sounds it it, it doesn't sound uh, doesn't sound like too
1: much fun. It's not, and I'm I'm always seeking to learn more. But I'm getting to a point where I'm going okay. There has to be something better than this. But uh, nonetheless, uh, back to our mask adventure. I was. um, Did do you recall at all where you were when this? when this aired, I was let's see
2: 1985. I I would have been down in Wildwood, New Jersey. Um, I don't remember which house. We had one house before the house I grew up in. Yeah. So you know, I was down in Wildwood, uh, probably sitting right in the living room with my parents, watching it.
1: I was, <clears throat> excuse me. I was telling uh, the, the uh, listeners that I was in my little home of Clearfield, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm not sure where Jason was. I'm sure he was in his home back in Carlinsville, which was about five, seven miles up the road for me. And uh, I'm sure we were sitting in our living room watching our—I um, won't call it a twisty tile dial. Uh, um, Tuner TV set, but it was pretty darn close to it. it I don't know. I don't
2: remember what kind of TV I had at that point, point, but I would imagine that it would have been, you know, something along the lines of uh, one of those ones with a little dial and things of that nature. So, you know. I still
1: remember mine. Um, Believe it or not, I guess I have a memory for certain things. Mine was, it was kind of a push-button thing. The uh, It was like a, the buttons actually were never truly like a depressed switch. It was a touch, um, like a resistive touch button. They had only one, yeah, they only had two through 13, and then they had, um, uh, I think it was a UHF button on the bottom Yeah, then you then you actually had to open a door, and I can't remember if it was a dial or you you. I think it was a dial, and you had to kind of twist to like channel forty-five if you had it. We were um, we had the local cable TV uh, cable box, so it had this little uh, looked like a telephone uh, dial pad on top, beige case. Set, but um, I still remember watching it, and then I, I, I vaguely recall asking mom for everything, uh, everything on the intro because that was like the shopping cart right there at the intro for 50 seconds. You got to see the bulk of at least season one um, toys, and I'm enjoying your uh, your, your...
2: my gorilla style camera work. <laughs>
1: uh yeah. well, i'm enjoying i'm enjoying that uh just all that you have I know you had quite the collection, but I guess i never I just well i never seen it uh, aside from you sitting behind what we could see in front of the camera at times so you you have more than i i knew you had a bit but man I think you're on overload <laughs> um yeah we can we could
2: pan through it if you want.
1: Yeah, give us on a so-called mask uh, map tracker tour. <laughs> well,
2: if only Doug was on on the uh, on the podcast, we can have him. We can have him lead the tour.
1: Well, you know, I am on Skype right now, and if not that, Doug is listening. But if Doug were to dial in, I don't know if we would even hear him because I don't have the full setup here, but. Hey, Doug, if you're listening, you're welcome to join in anytime. <laughs> well,
2: knowing knowing him after we met him, he would if he was listening. So I'll just give you a quick pan over here. Uh, I still haven't tested this thing out yet. I'm going to do this one day on one of the mass casts or on one of my podcasts, but either way, it's a Venom, it's a Viper mass that shoots water. Uh, over here, you know, kind of see it there, uh, you know, it's kind of pan over, top row, some of the larger, um, not giant trucks are up here, uh, my niece made that picture frame out of Legos for me, put a mask picture in it, so that was very nice, let's pan down here, kind of go through this, have my uh, more valuable figures inside this nice old backup tape case. Nice little tip if you ever wanna use those for anything. So useless now, so kinda keep going. Here's the Thunderball replica. There's a Batman light switch. Go down here, not a lot of light here and my phone's up, putting off the camera light, so I apologize. That's okay. Um, so we'll go up here real quick again to go to my Stone Autograph Thunderhawk. We'll keep going back down here, pan over one more. You can just kind of see the way that my collection is laid out. You'll, you'll notice that I don't have any of the, and it's a little dusty too in some spots, but I don't have any of the figures standing next to anything because I have them all on that shelf. So down here, because of Boulder Hill's size, I need to use a desk to display it. Um, so I made use of it. Put a nice, nice sheet on it and the larger stuff on there. And then this is something that I got in recently. It's uh, 45, I think, right? It's a small. Yeah. It's from uh, France. I can't play it, but it's still a pretty neat piece. Um, see if I can slide it out of there with one hand. I can't. Otherwise, I'd show the inside. So we go back over here. These are these aren't all boxed. Most of these are just boxes. Um, uh, the only one I have that's sealed is Dynamo, which I think everybody has one of these. They so I guess somebody uncovered some old case of it over in. Um, I think it was China or Japan, I forget. And we're selling them on eBay for like 50 bucks, sealed. Or, you know, not sealed, but uh, some of them had the plastic on, some don't. And my niece, for a holiday one time, she got me this piranha. It's actually the piranha in there with the insert. My niece gets me pretty good gifts. So, let me keep going down this way here. This is... I believe a Thunderhawk box from Europe. Yeah, because of the. I don't know if you can see it in the picture. Let's see if I can zoom in. But it's got different um, different languages on it. Let me go down here. A Fire Force box. It's, they're pretty hard to find. And then we have this box here. It's a packing case that had Thunderhawks in it. It's just a cardboard box. Um, not full but I don't know too many people that have cardboard boxes of 80s like that in their collection. I had more, but I couldn't justify having three cardboard boxes full of nothing. So I had to to get rid of some of them. So then we'll go up this way a little bit go to my card collection, Uh, some some figure packs up here. Uh, I'm getting a lot of glare off my light, but you can see what I have here. Going over here's some of the Argentina carded items. I have um, Cliff Dagger. You have Ace Riker, I think, and Ace Riker, I think. Can never know with these stupid things, um, but I had to have them. And there they are. So it looks like Jason has jumped on too. Yeah, we kind of go up here, and we see T. Bob, and then and Scott, and then this very, very poorly. Damaged uh, card there, but figures are intact, so had to have that too. And then we come up with these creepy masks. This one here scares my wife, <laughs> I, think scares, I think it scares everybody, to be honest. Um, I, I, I just don't understand them, but you know, again, it's just kind of look at it. There you go, y'all, have nightmares tonight. You're welcome. And then here's the, people ask me a lot about this, the figure display, it it was originally designed for hockey cards. Um, As I grew out of that, I found another uh, use for it. My grandfather built it for me back when I was probably about 12, so I'm still using it today. So got a lot of use out of it. And then we'll just quickly kind of hand over this way. I won't go into detail on all these images over here, over at my computer. Um, well you can kind of see like all the artwork and things of that nature I have up there so that's that's what I have in here mask wise and
1: here's my cat <laughs> so. Doug would really enjoy that right now, yeah, she's hanging out,
2: so yeah, so that's I mean I can kind of go over everything else here. I just you know this is what else I have in the room here. Kind of getting in shop there, I think. Not to go into too much detail with that either, but Superpowers, Secret Wars, you know, some 80s stuff. All the things mixed in there. But this is, this is where I spend most of my time with all this, but I haven't gotten anything new since this uh, record just because there wasn't anything else to get. <laughs> um, so after that, I started watching... I start watching episodes randomly, um, just from time to time. Here's my other cat. Hey. All right. So, you know, kind of doing that from time to time, I would jump back into it just because I I don't want to lose interest or focus. I don't think I ever would because I'm always updating the website, but I want to keep it fresh a little bit. Plus, when my niece and nephew visit, we tend to watch an episode or two. So it, it ends up working out in the end. Hopefully, I didn't bore you too much there.
1: Not at all. That that's okay. impressive. Uh, I wish I had the. the I call it the concentration of a toy collection. I, mine seems to be very sporadic. I have uh, something of everything. I, I have some Transformers, some of Mask, some of Thundercats, some of like one or two of He-Man. Um, so it kind of, it's kind of one of those where it's just haphazard. It was probably. Because of my childhood, it was one of those where I want this, what this, what this, what this, well, you can have one or two of this, one Christmas or birthday, one or two of this, the next, and that's probably where my collection, uh, or so-called collection, came to be. But I'm very impressed with what you have. That's, uh, man, I wish I had the time to to devote. I think after I stopped
2: playing hockey, I think that's when I started collecting things again, back when I was, from when I was a kid, so. It's kind of where it happened. I needed another hobby to jump to, I think. I don't know. So, As we talk, though, I can pan over the other stuff um, quickly, or maybe that'll be another day. But I'll (laughs) keep kind of going. I'll keep going over everything else here that I have. uh, Like I said
1: earlier, Jason has not yet uh, come on. In fact, uh, what you saw was me blip in and out somehow.
2: Yeah, Hangouts has been... It, I tried to jump in uh, about three or four times, and it just kept dropping my call.
1: Well, this uh, one was my fault. I, I thought I was pres- pressing the refresh, for the Facebook page, and hit F five, and it, well, it refreshed Hangout for me. So, it was my, my own doing for this time. Mm. But uh, I saw that Vaughn Baskin has joined us, and he's celebrating with us, saying Happy Mask Day. So, <laughs> Happy Mass Day to you. We're, um, like I said, Jason will join in shortly. Um, I know you've had a a new podcast coming on lately. Um, So tell us about that.
2: Sure. Um, Well, doing these with you guys has been fun. And I kind of wanted to, sorry, sorry, Kit. I kind of wanted to do something a little different with a site and I'm still going to do video reviews as time progresses, but podcasts are a way for me to communicate with uh, a group of people that you guys might not know um, or just in general, it's just a way to help kind of, you know, spread mask a little bit more. It, It helps It's fun for both the, you know, the other party and the, and for me, because I get to talk to people that I probably wouldn't talk to because, you know, mostly we're internet friends. So it's, it it was, it was nice. Uh, I talked with Stian first about the Thunderbolt replica and his process. Um, Tried to ask him if he was going to do ramp up. Sounded like he was. So hopefully, hopefully we see that in the near future. Uh, but he's also working on, uh, I forget the other name of it. It's drawn a blank. See, if you're listening, post it. Uh, he's probably not there. I think it's like 2 in the morning where he is right now. Um, I'll remember tomorrow, but not right now. And then I talked with um, Brent Scarano. I think you guys have talked with him from time to time, not on your, not on your podcast, but through the website. And through Facebook and things of that nature. So um, him and I have traded for a long time, and he's a fellow collector. And he used to be a moderator on the message board, too. I want to do something a little different. You know, it's been 30 years now since masks have come around. And I just have to keep trying to think of things to keep everybody interested and everybody, you know, moving
1: forward. Right, I know that's what, uh, of course, you know, as well as I, what Jason and I have been trying to do, and I really, I wish I, uh, I wish I had more time, like I said, but Jason has really, I think, got himself a little, little slice of that, where he's been doing those remake videos uh, of late, we have the Thunderball, ACDC, Thunderball, or Thunderstruck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Music video with Thunderhawk, and that's, that's, that's just incredible.
2: I can't do that.
1: <laughs> I work at a TV station, and I still can't do that. But I, I work behind the scenes, not on the, uh, the animation part of it. Um, one of those things I would love to have done, but I just, I, I, unfortunately, stuck behind the desk of uh, the satellite acquisition side of it. And I think someone's popping uh, in. Yeah
2: see your forehead
1: hey can you hear me we can hear you no kidding all we see is your forehead though put your mask <laughs> on maybe
3: did I lose you
1: saw you a little bit
3: uh, anyway I'm here I'm on my tablet actually
2: hey guys I'm I'll be ra- yeah I can still hear you I'll be right back though
1: okay all right?
3: okay Have y'all are we live
1: we are live
3: oh wow okay
1: Happy Mass Day. <laughs> Same <year>. Mass
3: Day. <laughs> it's almost feels like a birthday party, but uh.
1: that's what I was saying. I started off the show with saying that how <laughs> first it's you know I'm 39, you're 38, and here we are, 30 years, and we I feel like a relic saying 30 years, but. <laughs> The top question I've been asking, I asked Bill, and I've been asking the the audience, which uh, I haven't seen anybody except Vaughn pop in. Uh, my primary question was, do you remember where you were when Mask first appeared on TV, and couple that with what drew you into the Mask franchise? Was it the to- was it the the show, and it steered you towards the toy line? Or the comics, or uh, what was your what seized you into Mask besides what we are 30 years later?
3: Well, I remember watching the show. Um, uh, I I can't remember which came first the chicken or the egg, (laughs) if it was the show or if it was the toys. Um, I remember, I think, mainly watching it probably would have been after its initial run on it was uh the USA Cartoon Express I think where it was airing and I think that's essentially the error when I remember watching the show so I tend to think that maybe the toys came first for me um, before the cartoon um I can't really. I don't have a definitive moment that you know. I sat down and was thumbing through the TV guide, and on September 30th, 1985, going, "Oh, what's this mask? Let me check this out." You know.
0: <laughs> right.
3: Now I remember years later thumbing through the TV guide and seeing the Mask <clears throat> being on, and it was not the Mask that I wanted. It was that movie with Eric Stoltz. You know. <laughs> right. Because uh, it had gone off the air, you know, I, I don't know, I think it was probably in the early 90s when uh, USA stopped showing the cartoon, but yeah, I, I, I actually think it was probably the toys that came first for me.
1: Yeah, that's what, um, that's actually what we were talking about here just a little bit ago. Uh, it wasn't the toy line that really kicked it for me, I think I got seized right away from the show, but mo- mostly because of, um, uh, I guess, more the intro than anything else, because you got all of your Christmas presents <laughs> right there in the first 50 seconds of the show.
3: This is true.
1: So, uh,
3: <laughs> Yeah, it always bothered me, too, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Metroblasting uh, Blasting, because they did a fun piece on Honda McLean and how... Hurricane shows up in the intro, but we don't get Hurricane until, what was it, like episode 29 or something? Yeah. Uh, that was kind of an anomaly that they identified, and, and some of the differences with his, uh, his uniform, you know, on the show when he got Hurricane, he was still had his old suit on, essentially, and he got the new mask only, so, there's some some things with Honda. I, uh, anybody that, uh, is, uh, is tuned into Retro Blasting, or if you haven't, go check them out on YouTube and check out that Honda McLean video they did because it's really interesting. But yeah, that intro, I'll tell you today, I put it up on my Rediscover the 80s Facebook page, just the intro, and uh, just to wish Mask a happy birthday over there on that uh, half of my uh, <laughs> online presence. <laughs> And uh, the last time I checked it, when I texted you, it was up over 300 shares and had reached, like, 30,000 people. Just that one post on Facebook was just from people sharing it. So, you know, people still remember it. And they, the people that do remember it are still passionate enough to, you know, spread it along. Oh, I remember this when I was a kid. You remember this, too? You know? That kind right. of thing. So it was interesting today, to. Um, to see that that it it spread that quickly, so we've been having some fun today over on the other half over <laughs> at Agents of Mass, and you know posting all of our. Uh, I posted my top three list. You posted a top ten list, and just seeing some of the pictures go through. Uh, Eric had a great post over there on. Uh, BoulderHill.net today, uh, Bill posted his second podcast up on YouTube, so there's been a lot going through the the pipeline today. It's been cool.
2: We're trying.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you're succeeding. I think you're past the trying point.
2: i got to work on my u knows you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, listen, if I had to edit every time I say kinda on, uh, on MassCast, I'd be here for days. So,
2: yeah, I'm kind of.
3: Kind of. Yeah, you kind of, you know. Uh, it bugs me.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'll work on it. It's just something you don't think of consciously.
3: No, you never do. But, you know, it's you. So, trying to deviate or trying to, you know, essentially come up with a.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> some kind of you know production or whatever I think it's just fun like we do when we do these chats you just kinda hear who we are more than me going through and editing out all the ums and of yeah
0: yeah uh,
2: you know I don't I don't have the video editing skills that you have yet Jason but <laughs> at some at some point you know I I did it again there, but I hope to be able to splice in some, some pictures and uh, edit, you know, throw some different sounds in and all that fun stuff. So at some point, maybe ten years down the line, I'll catch up to where you are today. <laughs> oh, um, trust me, it has not been ten years. So. Uh, so.
3: It just takes the motivation. I, I've told Wyatt because he's talked to me you know, many times about, oh, you got to teach me how to use uh, your photo editing program or you got to teach me how to do this and that. It's just finding something that you're comfortable with and then just diving in because I, I didn't have Photoshop for the longest time. And I, I actually use that mainly at work, but I have another editing program uh, at home. I think it's uh, Corel uh, Paint Shop something like that. Paint shop Pro but you know it's it's similar enough and it's a heck of a lot cheaper to get yeah, that yeah. and then just get used to it. Um, the same with the video thing all I use is uh, Windows Movie Maker which is pretty much free to everybody and it's just a matter of getting used to all the gadgets that are available to you, you know and uh,
2: I think I'm, my I'm, problem uh I'm sorry, I think my problem is that I because of the field I'm in, I already have too many other technical things crammed in my head. <laughs> so I don't think there's any room for me to learn how to do it. I mean I, I know how to do I can do sim, you know, quick cuts, you know, I can cut out yeah. little things. But I don't know how to splice all the stuff in the and go transitions. you guys you know, you guys but do a good job with that.
3: Yeah, I kinda cheated a little bit on that because I do have a radio broadcasting degree that I'm finally actually using in my spare time.
0: (laughs) Ah. Congratulations.
3: So, so yes. So, the splicing and the the audio editing, although back then we we still were on the cusp of the digital era. When when I was in college, I can't believe it's been uh, 20 years since then, but uh, it's still the same kind of philosophies and you get to be a perfectionist really when you're doing stuff like that. And even, you know, like that Thunderhawk video I just did, I, I took a five minute song and reduced it to three minutes. And it's just the, the timing of the beats and you, you have to be dedicated to do it to get it right and make it sound good for everybody to, you know, when they're listening, they just can't tell. So it's, it's a process and I had the training to do that. So I've got, an ace up my sleeve but I wouldn't go you know I wouldn't be too hard on yourself and there's people like us and Eric and other people in the mask community that I'm sure know how to do some things and we're more than willing to help you out too you know
2: Uh, it's going to be something I want to tackle on my own at some point when I when I want to forget something else that I know at work I'll try to tackle (laughs) that so it won't be a problem I got you. Thank you.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, what else did we want to tackle, uh, Wyatt? Is Wyatt still here?
2: I don't know. His video is frozen. Uh oh. And he's got a really weird face going.
3: (laughs) I haven't heard him talk in a while, so we might have. uh, (laughs) uh, I wonder if we lost the whole chat, because he was the host. Am I here now? You're there now, yes.
1: My, I don't know if what I did with my mix. I, um, it sounds like, I don't know if how I sound on your end, but it looks like I'm being, my microphone is actually being fed from my, uh, camera.
3: Sounds a little bit better now. You did sound like you were, like, inside a vacuum cleaner there for a minute, but...
1: <laughs> well, I said like that anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, what I was actually going what I was actually saying until this acted up, was uh, we've got a line of questions forming up right now. We got the one from, actually most of them are from Vaughn. I think Vaughn Baskin. One of them is, I wonder if Mask was, if Mask was reborn as an anime series, which anime company do you like? Would you like to choose? Um, I'm not familiar with anime, any anime companies except, what was it, uh, 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 Pokemon and Voltron. Uh, that's the closest I got to, to anime. Yeah,
3: the other one I would throw in there is uh, Robotech. I think that was an anime yes. carryover. So, I yeah, I haven't really, I'm not into the anime world at all to even know Which production companies are available to, you know, to do the uh, modern anime version of Mask. But I guess I think the most likely scenario would be, obviously, Hasbro Studios to pick it up. And their style is uh, quite a bit different, I think, than, you know, what anime is now. But it could happen. You never know.
1: Bill, what about you, Bill? Are you, you
0: getting
2: get to know in of the anime world? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about it, to be So honest. we're all
3: in agreement, then, that we know nothing about anime, except for a few cartoons.
2: Yes. Well, I, yeah. I only know of Voltron.
3: <laughs> oh, Bill, you did post your top 30 today. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I did.
3: I need to share that. I like doing this on my tablet, so now I can like <laughs> still talk to you guys and get through stuff quickly.
1: Cool. <laughs> Next question up is still from Vaughn. He says, "Can you do a full, fully length version of the Thunderhawk struck uh, music video?"
3: A full? Oh, full length version? Yeah. I I actually have probably enough footage to do it because I did end up pulling some. Uh, some of them out um, to hit that three minute mark and to time it out correctly so I don't know maybe that is uh, maybe I'll pull that rabbit out of the hat here uh, <laughs> before too long I um, I did want to shout out since I'm on the, on our uh, Facebook page let me see if I can find a uh, person's name again but when I posted the video up there, someone had the suggestion for doing Rocky like a hurricane from the Scorpions for Hurricane, and I was like, yes, that's perfect. Um, I wish I could find it now, but uh, forgive me to the person that uh, posted that comment until I get through here. But um, I think that might be in my future because you know how much <laughs> I love Hurricane. If you uh, Scroll through my top thirty list today. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just I hope there's enough footage because you know <laughs> Hurricane was maybe in what a half a dozen episodes. We're
2: gonna have to use yeah. the same shot over and over again.
3: <laughs> and re- yeah, m- mirror the shot and you know. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Put it in uh, different black and white and. <laughs> so I don't know if that's gonna. That's gonna happen, but uh I don't just don't
1: don't mirror the shot because as much as I am an airwolf fan, I don't know how much it pissed <laughs> me off now watching it when they flip the 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 scenery a little bit and you know they're sitting on the opposite side.
0: Yeah.
2: You'll have to create your own shots with the toy. Well, that's that might
3: be possible. John Westmoreland, that's the guy that suggested that. So thank you, John. Uh We'll see what I can do with the with Hurricane. That might be like a one-minute video.
0: <laughs> I like a Hurricane. And we're
3: yeah, done. yeah. you hit the final chord. But uh, yeah, those have been those have been really fun. What other? Hit me with some more questions. I don't. I'm not in the place where I can see the questions. So
1: uh, the last one that's posted at the moment is from Jose Rodriguez. He says, "Hi there, friends! Happy Mass Day!" Thirty years later, I have—I I have 39. Does any of yours already? I okay. think he's trying to ask, "Are you How ready many? for another 30 years?"
3: Well, 39 is the number of vehicle sets. I don't know if he's referring to those, okay. Uh in in his own collection. Read the read the question again.
1: It says, uh, does any of yours are ready to others 30 years? That's what I mean. I'm thinking it's, he says, do you have any, uh, do you have any or do you have as many as 39 maybe? Or perhaps it's a second question or ask, ask, you know, are you ready for another 30 years? Well, I'll be honest, I'm ready for another 30 years, but I'll be in a wheelchair by then. (laughs) Um, We'll still be
3: watching Mask, you know it when we're retired. Hey, you guys Uh, will
2: be watching your movie 30 years later. (laughs) We wish.
3: That would be awesome. Uh, We need to get Bill to to chronicle his collection like I did mine, what was it, last year. Uh, Because I know you've definitely got me by several uh, toys and merchandise and everything. But I think I'm around... 35 and a half of the 39 cuz so I have like half of uh, I think it's Barracuda, the yellow motorcycle. I have the jet, but I don't have the motorcycle part.
1: Um, well, actually you did miss the chronicle cuz he sat there and showed us gives us a big video tour of all that he has and it was actually very very awesome. You're going to have to uh, miss- you have to watch the YouTube version of this later on. <laughs>
3: Well, did, I, I, I know I remember seeing uh, Bill's massive NES collection,
2: but uh, I guess well, maybe
3: you did, did you did do a, like do a bigger a, video or something.
2: Yeah, I'll do another one for that too. It, it'll it'll be part of the be part of a podcast. I'll so we'll in later, you know, a video cool. podcast.
3: Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, gosh, it's weird to think what it. It's going to be 30 years from now if we'll have a, a second coming, so to speak.
1: <laughs> well, Vaughn, or, uh, Vaughn actually interjected uh, Will mask reach the big 3 5 in 2020? So I think there's a lot more possibility in 35 uh, than in uh, 60. Well,
3: unless the internet ceases to exist, which I don't think it's going to happen, um, You know, we'll always be here. There will always be mask fans to. Oh, yeah celebrate in some way and you know by uh, by doing these kind of hangouts and podcasts and videos and stuff to keep it alive you know hopefully that will encourage some people to you know start their own sites and and get some more people in the community because we've had a nice uh, and speaking of Jose there who chimed in with the question you know he runs that uh Peaceful Nations Alliance Facebook group which is really active and I think it's one of the bigger uh, mass groups that are out there so, there's a lot of
2: graphics and things like that yeah, too.
3: yeah he does a lot of uh, what I would call Photoshop type work but um, you know we've had just in the last year or so uh, several of those groups pop online and um, uh, I, I it's definitely grown since we first came online wyatt which was what 2011 um, and bill the old man over here who has been online since the internet existed uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's he's noticed it as well throughout the
2: years a little bit it was uh th- there were two um, I think until 2011. And then there were three. And then I think Boulder Hill came around.
1: Uh, Boulder then, Hill was before us. Yeah, what? Boulder Hill was... Well, there, I would well, say that there was three. There was you, uh, Boulder Hill, and um, Albert Puneo. And then it just kind of slowly trickled, beginning with us. And now it's just...
2: Uh, there were. I mean, there were a couple other ones in there. I just couldn't remember the progression of Yeah. everything. But yeah, there was... There was pretty much nothing, and then all of a sudden, now you have—I mean, there there are Facebook pages and groups and Mm -hmm. things coming up. while it's not a full-blown website; it's still an act—you know, there's still active groups of people and talking every day. It's you know, trying to stay.
3: Yeah, we had uh, Scott Crawford with with his uh, comic site. And you know, there's just like little niches like that that uh, I think are just waiting to, you know, pop up. And if we do get a reincarnation of the cartoon series or something, I think it'll really kind of take off from there and, and draw new interest and in, draw new interest in or rekindling interest in the old series too. You know, once that happens. So, and it will happen. It I will happen. It. I believe it too.
2: Hey guys, I gotta I gotta pop off the call. Okay. But enjoy your night, and thanks for having me on for a little bit. And we'll have to do a recap of our thoughts and time the other. You guys did one. We'll have to do a recap of the uh, the panel. And
0: definitely, yeah.
2: You know, it could be a quick one since you guys covered it pretty well already.
3: Well, yeah, and it's.
2: We could talk about the little stories and all that from right,
3: stuff. Right, right. That'd we, be fun. We all of us kind of gave our own little perspective individually, sort of. But yeah, it'd be fun to get back together and recall that day, the day that we mm-hmm. went down in infamy when yes. the when the mask world the mask world collided.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> but have a good have a good night, guys.
1: All right. You take too. Take care, Bill. See ya. So yeah, this has been. A uh, very, very uh, fun night. I, like I said uh, when I opened it, Jason, that,
0: okay.
1: that it's thirty years, and and like even Bill echoed, you know, it, there was just a couple lingering websites going around celebrating or at least trying to keep keep the dream alive, as it were, and then. Uh, you and I started out, uh, and many of us, many of you that have listened to our podcasts, masscasts, uh, can go back and see the, the meet the writers, as it were. And yeah. you know, we just wanted to start out as, a, as uh, with a vision for a uh, live-action movie. And here, uh, you, in fact, Jason, came up with the idea of you know what, let's not just sell the the uh, script. Yeah. You know, at, at our angle, let's look at it and see if we can't put a community together where it's uh, so, a, a so called, just um, this is actually how we came up with the, the name Agents yeah. of Mask. We were, I think you had asked me about something. And I said, um, somehow in the imagery, when you were looking at the logos, I came up with like the mask table or maybe three. Right, you know, right. And you, I think that's when your light like, clicked on and going, dude, Agents of Mask. Let's just make a, 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 hub, for, yeah. the mask community so that we can pull certain. and We we even joked agents that had better specialties. Like, uh, Bill is is like the collector, uh, for mask. We have Eric, uh, and even Scott Crawford for the comics, uh, and us yeah. with more more or less the cartoon. Um, behind our belts, not, not, it's not the greatest, but it's there. Um, only because I haven't caught up to all of them yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, it just fascinates me, 30 years, and then it still hits me, I'm probably still late, uh, living in the, the uh, ambiance, as it were, from, from our retrocon, yeah. that, you know, we got to sit at a mask panel, we were invited to it. And not only did we get invited to the Mass we got to meet the the head chief himself, Doug Stone. And okay. that's just, like, that's not the icing. That's the whipped cream on top of the ice, ice cream on top of the icing of the cake, at right. least in my book.
3: Yeah, I mean, of course there was some selfish motives when we uh it first started the, the blog uh, about our movie script, and then when we switched over, and it wasn't necessarily creating our own community or creating a new community, it was just uh, essentially the ultimate mask assembly, right. <laughs> uh, trying to connect all of the sites together, uh, not through ours necessarily, but yeah. promoting promoting more than just what we were bringing to the table. So um, the more that you can grow, you know, the community, I think the better the chance, not just for, you know, a a movie script to get picked up or whatever, but for the franchise as a whole to come back, it is the, the, the best attack plan, I guess you would say.
1: Right, and what's helped us, not just us, is the both collaborations of um, Scott Crawford, his, his assembled mask petition, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we went on as well on the American side with that We Want Mask uh, website. Right. So that just, it, something is working somehow. It, something is working because now, like we announced not too long ago, that Hasbro has something somewhere down the line for us. We don't know what it is, but they, you know, something's coming down the pike. And I know we're all itching for that announcement.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I even, like I told you, or, well, I think Bill messaged us today and said, have you checked the Hasbro site just in case, you know? And I was like, yeah, I've checked it today. And I actually uh, tried to email one of their media people over the weekend to see if they would at least acknowledge uh, something new is coming or, you know, if, if they had any plans to make any announcements today for the 30th anniversary. And apparently uh, they don't. But, you know, we're going to keep on trying and uh, keep essentially our, our, uh, our passion for the show or the franchise – that's um, going to remain at the same level it has when we first came on. So, um, what what they do or don't do isn't going to change kind of what we do. In, in other words, so we'll just keep hoping for the best. And you know, this whole thing that came to light with the with them uh, announcing Mask as a new brand, essentially in their slideshow there back in June Um, I don't take it lightly so no but you know with these big (laughs) companies it's hard to it's really hard to tell what what they're gonna do and who is behind the movement quote-unquote to bring it back is it some 25 year old kid that has no experience with the show you know, and then go a, a totally new direction. Is there actually some people that work for Hasbro that know mask uh, have a history with the brand since it since they acquired it? You know, and are they gonna essentially stay true to it? You know,
1: right.
3: So there's a lot of variables like that probably in play that we have no control or no idea what's going on behind the scenes, but. You know, we just keep our fingers crossed and keep pushing forward with, uh, with what we're doing.
1: Right. And I think we've answered Jose's questions. He's popped on and asked. Uh, uh, first, he asked, what are your impressions about Hasbro on a day like this? Uh, secondly, he kind of fast-forwarded it while we're talking about it at the, at the moment, uh, saying, nothing about Hasbro today, that's a bad thing. And he's actually questioning it. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, it keeps us in suspense, and possibly they're pulling the illusion as the ultimate weapon for Hasbro. <laughs> um, you know, they might know know something. Uh, who knows? Maybe Jason and I will get a strange email or phone call one day from Hasbro saying that they're interested in our script. We don't know. Right. Um,
3: but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, we had hopes when the rumors started flying it was back in december of last year in january about um uh possible comeback and uh, there was rumors at a toy show i think it was in germany or something that one from hasbro leaked you know a comeback or something and we were all pumped up to see if something was going to happen at Toy Fair uh, back in February of this year, and if it never did. And you know, here we are again. And each year it comes around. I, I still say it's not just Hasbro uh, keeping masking, you know, the warehouse, so to speak. I think there's some other probably legal issues that is preventing them from fully coming up with a strategy, you know, because we've gone over this many times before, um, and even Doug mentioned it to us when we interviewed him on MassCast and and even at RetroCon on the panel, that the, the rights to the television show just changed from here to there to everywhere, and you know what does it mean if hasbro still legally only has the toy rights should they come up with a whole new kind of vehicle line in a essentially a new cartoon that's somewhat based on mask you know maybe they don't have the rights to the to all of the old you know characters and vehicles essentially
0: true um
3: so there's things like that that i think we're not always thinking about and we're just kind of oh stupid hasbro they they failed us again they there's nothing going to come out today now it's i don't think that's the right attitude you know no it's there's i think there's other things that we don't know about in play and it's, there's just no other explanation for Essentially, 15 years. Well, it might be less than that. I can't remember when the that tracker specialist tracker figure came out for GI Joe, but there's no there's no other reason for them not to want to exploit <laughs> to the nth degree one of their franchises that made them a pile of money, you know, a, a while back. After seeing all these, everything else bring. Being rebooted nowadays, anyway, you know. So, anyway, that's my opinion on the situation, and <laughs> uh, I'm not—I I don't fault them really at this point, unless they unless something appears online that's, you know, because we know they're they're uh, uh, reapplying for the trademark. We know that much, right? So, so they want to keep it. So. There's got to be something else that is kind of an obstacle in the way.
1: Well, you know, not to prolong our Q&A section, one last one here, and then I'd like to move on to the, our okay. next highlight, which is uh, we were talking about uh, our top 10 uh, list. And I know we posted it online, but I thought it would be, Kind of go down yet a little bit uh, First this last question that popped up and it's actually more of a suggestion than a question But Von Baskin suggests that we both uh, join the TV addicts Facebook page I'm not sure if I'm the one that's lost or if Jason got kicked off um, But nonetheless uh, We'll wait and see if he's gonna pop back on. Uh, good suggestion. Um, I'm not so much there as Jason popping on now.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sure what
1: happened. Uh, I was just saying that we got some constructive criticism from Von Va- Baskin. More of a suggestion. Uh, he suggested that we uh, we go and apply to be on the. TV Addicts support page, Facebook page? <laughs>
3: no, I, I wouldn't say a TV... I'm, I'm definitely not a TV addict.
1: Uh, I'm not anymore.
3: I'm, I'm addicted <laughs> to mask. Uh, yeah. I, you, you can uh, come look at the uh, the collection that I've accumulated over the last two years, and pretty easy to tell that. But... <laughs> Kids of the 80s, though. I mean, all of our knowledge is that era for the most part. I, I think I can speak for you on that, Wyatt. That I dabble into modern television shows, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely not uh, uh, knowledgeable on probably 75% of what's on the air right now.
1: That's but, more than me because I, I am so far behind. Jason and I had this conversation actually when he's up visiting. That the last show I watched, modern complete, was Fringe. Although that's not that old.
3: Um, uh, fringe, what? That was last what five years or so. Right? It lasted
1: five years, um, but I've I've I'm such a gap. She got me my wife got me hooked on that, and I did watch it like at night before going to bed and that type of thing. Got caught up on it. But in between, I, um, in fact, a lot of my coworkers workers are dumbfounded because I have yet to watch The Big Bang Theory. They're like, what? You don't know? I'm like, no, sorry. Passing commercials, I kind of know who they are, but yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> and I know that they are like the next big thing like Friends was back in the 90s or Married with Children was in the late 80s and early 90s.
0: So,
3: yeah, we watched a lot of stuff back then because that's what oh, you yeah. when you were a kid. Heck yeah, that was your job. You watch TV. I mean,
1: <laughs> one of for the us, jobs. For,
3: yeah. Well, for us, it was we watched TV and we played outside. I mean, that was our that was our two choices that pretty much dominated. And we were TV was usually Saturday mornings. And for me, it was uh, a couple nights a week watching, you know, the A-team or Night Rider or something that was on in primetime, but, uh yeah, I, I've watched, like, I'm, I've watched all of Breaking Bad, uh, I'm waiting for the last season of Mad Men to come to Netflix, and I've watched a few of the Netflix shows, like House of Cards, uh, and I'm actually into Gotham right now, um, I watched that, uh, week-to-week, week, which is really the only show that I watch now that's essentially on a week-to-week basis. I should be watching the Goldbergs, uh, and that's kind of a, I guess what you call a geek confession, that I'm not watching enough Goldbergs, the, uh, the, 80s, <laughs> the 80s man that I am. Uh, I should be ashamed of that, but... Same here,
1: I haven't... It'd like you, I just I just haven't found the time. That's my problem. I'm soaked up with time with, with my yeah. son and helping my wife clean up. But by the time I'm I have any free time, I'm downstairs in my little so-called office, as you see behind me, <laughs> uh, trying to catch up on stuff that needs caught up on. Usually bills, or yeah. um, I was talk talking to Bill. Bill, when we uh, got on here that you know I'm into this. Well, you you're aware of it too. I'm into a new leadership class. Uh, doing the schoolwork on that. So, um, yeah. If it's not any of those things, then then my days are zapped working on projects that need tended to, like my truck. Or yeah. well, last night we had a huge, huge rainstorm. I found a leak in the house. So that that was like, took, luckily that was only a five-minute fix. But
0: yeah.
3: Well, and that's the thing too. We're we're family men. Yeah, <laughs> you could definitely say. And our mask is our hobby when we can find the time to, you know, uh, jump online and post uh, updates or share stuff. You know, that's just when we <laughs> when we get a minute. Um, so yeah, it, that, there's a lot more stuff that takes, you know a lot more priority over television or even mask at this point in our hmm. lives. But it's still, it's, you know, we, again, are passionate enough to put ourselves out there with uh, the script and the site and, and everything else that we do. And uh, it's just fun. It's, it's what kind of keeps us in our childhood too, you know. Right. Which is... Uh, where I like to stay a lot of the time.
1: <laughs> Same here. That's a good segue. You know, that's a good, great segue because um, uh, I realize we've we've done our part, so to speak, online. Uh-huh. So I wanted to see your uh, top ten list of mask uh, vehicles, whether they're the toys or the cartoon. Uh, what was yeah. your top ten?
3: Let me see if I can uh, navigate over to there because I've been kicking myself off the hangout I think so
1: well actually I haven't pulled up so
3: okay well actually I think I I think I got it um I don't know this just kind of came to me yesterday I really didn't have a plan to uh do this you know like weeks in advance and I had these this top 30 list (laughs) uh waiting you know but it kind of hit me yesterday I said let me It's the 30th anniversary. I got to do something with the number 30, so I'll just do the my top 30 toys. And you know, going back and forth between uh, me and you here, uh, we got a lot of the similar uh, top 10. Probably at least what half. Um, We actually more than
1: half. I think seven of them. I'm I'm counting just for the top 10.
3: Uh we flip flopped our top one. which you chose Condor and I chose Thunderhawk. Um
1: Now if I didn't have Condor, I'll be I'll be quite quite frank, if I would not have had Condor starting out of my collection, I probably would have had top ten, the same one as Thunderhawk. But yeah. me the sentimental person, that was my first
0: well uh
1: mash toy. I, I clung to that more.
3: Yeah, well that's why I had uh Hurricane ranked it, did I have it number two? I think I had it number two. Because um, yes. that was the first one. I, I can't remember if it was the first mask vehicle that I had. I was thinking I might have had Piranha and Condor before that. And that was, I know for a fact, that was my first, like, actual car. Uh, or larger vehicle than just the motorcycles, you know. Um, that I got and it was a birthday present. Like, I don't remember which birthday it was, but it was kind of out of the blue. Cause I didn't, I didn't ask for it for my birthday really. And when I got it, it was just like, Oh, this is like the coolest car ever. And it just stuck with me then. That's you know, I've said before, that's the only one that's made it from my childhood. Uh, that's still in my collection now. So it's, it's pretty special to me, so that's why I, I put it up there. I, oh, you had it at number eight. Okay, so that's that's not bad. Well, let's just this is, in case people haven't uh, read the post today. We'll just run your. I'll run your uh, top ten down. You had Condor number one, Thunderhawk two, Switchblade three, Rhino four, Boulder Hill five. Piranha, 6, Gator, 7, Hurricane, 8, Jackhammer, 9, and Goliath, number
1: 10. Right, and yours, I'll do yours. Uh, Okay. We got Thunderhawk as number 1. You just said Hurricane was number 2, with Boulder Hill pulling in at number 3. Rhino as number 4, Switchblade, 5. Goliath is number 6. Condor, number 7, Outlaw, number 8. Laser command at nine, and Stiletto at number ten.
3: Yeah. So yeah, it's essentially my bottom three. I think are the ones that differ from you because you have uh, Gator Jackhammer, Gator Jackhammer, and Piranha are in your top ten, and I pulled out those those ones, uh, and I think I all those three that were in your top 10, I got in my top 20, but I I didn't intend to do that, like I said in the post, to have, I essentially have one from every series that was released in my top 10. Um, But when I, you know, was narrowing the 39 down each time, uh, it just seemed to work out that way, And, and what I thought would be the, top vehicles and it and again now what i put in there and i think what you intended when you did your list it was just our personal preferences right uh not nothing based on you know the unit sold or the overall popularity uh just what we thought would be the coolest mass toys to have or to collect or i think in your case more to have uh put on your Christmas wish list as a kid. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was—it just kind of worked out that way. Uh, my love for Lamborghini Countachs, uh, <laughs> I think it helped that stiletto vehicle from split seconds get into the top 10. And, you know, I, most of my list in the top 30 split seconds and the racing series were the lower numbers. And, you know, it's just because a lot of it has to do with the influence of the cartoon show.
0: Right. Because
3: you're seeing your toys being uh, converted and uh, used, you know, on your television. So, of course, those are going to essentially be the the ones that you favor. Uh, and that mostly reflected in my uh, longer list. But at the same time, I didn't want to totally ignore the racing series or split seconds uh, just for that fact that they weren't in the cartoon, because there were still some pretty cool vehicles and toys created. Also some stupid ones, but (laughs) there's still some cool ones out there that should be considered and not just thrown away essentially because they weren't in the cartoon series
0: right
3: so uh yeah I, I don't know i i think my list is pretty good i haven't seen any comments yet uh there's a few over on facebook um and a, a couple of people listed their top tens which is cool uh which is what we were kind of going for we wanted to get some uh opinions. Here's one from uh, Den McMahon. Thanks for t- uh, leaving a comment. His t- top ten, Switchblade, Piranha, Rhino, Firefly, Meteor, Razorback, Condor, Gator, Volcano, and Stinger. So, there's a lot in that list from the second second and third series, really. Right. More than there's a few. Else, Switchblade, Condor, Gator, but his is more uh, filled with uh, later. And Thunderhawk isn't even in there.
1: <laughs> Which is surprising. <laughs> Which
3: is very surprising, you know, that you wouldn't at least put that in your top ten. But yeah, some people, evidently, he, he's more of a Venom guy with Switchblade and Piranha at number one and number two.
1: Which um, is pretty cool, you know, because there are many fans that, that enjoy that Venom or that evil... Oh yeah, persona. So, uh, I mean, Anna, uh, one of our top listeners and fans, she's all about Vanessa. So it's just kind of cool yeah. to see that that take on people, how, what they what they enjoy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's what I was trying to do with this list. It wasn't about, oh, look at my list and I got it right. It was more or less here are my preferences, and I wanted to hear.
1: That's why it's called a blog. It's just. Yeah. My own personal opinion and it's Yeah. It's despite what media calls it, I mean it's just our two cents and that's all it is.
3: It's definitely not canon because I know you and Bill and I think Eric have all expressed uh, your displeasure for the uh the Honda McLean Blaster two mask and his uh the color scheme, which I oh, yeah. absolutely love those bright colors that just scream 80s, and you guys are like, well, this guy's nuts, man. This thing is ugly. <laughs> so, you know, that's the whole fun of top 10 lists. Right. They're, they're always debatable. Always. And that's why I usually try to stay away from them. Um, I'll give you my favorite favorites. I don't usually rank stuff you know definitively like one through ten on this or even over on rediscover the 80s but uh, that's that's the whole reason for top ten lists it's just to get the conversation started so it was fun let me uh, I'm gonna zoom over to Bill's website so I'm anxious to see what he chose it's his top ten I have a feeling his might be uh, quite a bit different than ours. Um, let's see. He's got... That's the bottom of the list. He did his backwards like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Save the surprise for the, the bottom of the post rather than the, the beginning. see what he's got here number one no surprise he took Boulder Hill at number two Rhino at number three Goliath at number four Firefly which was I think in my 21 to 30 range he's got that at number five uh, Switchblade six, Laser Command seven, Manta eight, Raven nine, and Condor ten. Huh. Hurricane, Hurricane just missed at eleven, and then his first split seconds came in. It's the Skybolt at number twelve. So there's yeah, I mean there's a lot of difference in a in opinion, um, and it's based on. Did you have the toy as a kid? You know, if you did, it's probably going to be higher up on your list. I'm pretty sure that Bill's mentioned before, Firefly was one of his favorites. So right. no surprise that it's that it's in his top five there. I'm This baffled me today. I was just, you know, when I was putting the list together and this Laser Command toy that came out. It came out after the Split Seconds series. So it was kind of its own wave in itself, you know. And it's kind of a knockoff on Firecracker. It looks like the same truck. uh, Just a different paint scheme. And it's called Laser Command. Command with a C. Right. (laughs) And I was like, okay, now why did you spell it correctly here when the whole series is based on the K spelling of Command? I don't know if anybody else out there that collects has ever noticed that. but I, I had to include that just for the fact that that was the only mask vehicle that actually shot lasers.
0: Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> you know, we, we watched the cartoon. That's nothing... Every vehicle had lasers, you know. And this one actually did it in real life. And you could shoot that flying... Uh... Wooden crate that <laughs> that Matt Tracker flew around and shoot it at the ratfang truck, and it would you know lose a tire, lose a hood, lose a door, when each time that you shot it. Because, right. uh, you know that was that was some high level tech back then.
1: That was,
3: and it it reminded me of the uh, I was actually fortunate enough to have the cat's lair from the Thundercats the playset and it had that same technology where you took control of this gun up on top by the by the uh, cat's you know big head that came down from the castle and the mutants had this little like uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call a vehicle that could shoot back up and you could kind of shoot at each other, and if you got the vehicle, something would pop off the vehicle to say that you won. And then if the vehicle won, I think the gates opened on the on the play set or something. So, I mean, that was really cool as well. That's what that reminded me of. Uh, anytime you had uh, action like that with toys back then, I mean, that was like wow factor stuff. Oh, yeah. So, but I didn't I didn't know Laser Command existed until I started recollecting. <laughs> you know, it came on at, after the last toy wave was pretty well done, I think. I think it was around 88 when Laser Command was released. Uh, oh, and here's a little shout-out, too. Go over to boulderhill.net's uh, Mask Day post today. And he actually posted the video, I watched it, very cool, the guy that created that laser commander, or, or at least the technology behind it, uh, he's got a video of him essentially showing it off, I don't know if it was at his house or, or where it was, but the, the actual guy that created it, he shows you how it works. It's pretty cool. So, uh, to go over to BoulderHill.net today, or when you hear this, and... Uh, and check out that in the video section of his site. He added a bunch of stuff today to, uh, he added, uh, well, let me just go over there and we'll give uh, Eric a plug while we're talking about him. Um, he added a couple new sections to the site today. Um, well, first, he posted the uh, the actual TV guide that listed uh masks debut nice uh on september 30th 1985 on channel 9 i don't know what channel that would have been this was the uh minnesota edition of the, of the tv guide so uh at 2:30 in the afternoon The debut of MASK, Mobile Armored Strike Command, is the codename for a fleet of sophisticated espionage vehicles that are put into action against the ominous forces of Venom. That was the, uh... (laughs) That was the preview. So I thought that was really cool that he actually has that TV guide and posted that up there. Uh, he, he now has a magazines... Uh... Well, actually, he already had the magazine area. But he put uh, a copy of Kenner's Action Toy Guide from 88, which I think is actually the one that I posted some photos of some of the uh, split-seconds vehicles earlier this year. Um, he's added uh, some art, some box art to the voice section, Uh, like I said, that video on uh, Ralph Bear who created uh, Laser Command. It's on the video page. Um, uh, Of course, he's got audio from the theme songs, uh, the full version. He's got that up there. Uh, he's got some new stickers in the Redbubble store, one of Boulder Hill, and one of Rhino. And he's got some other, he's, he found a mask, 40-inch windsock.
1: That's Uh, pretty sweet.
3: (laughs) Which I had no idea existed. And it looks like, I'm trying to see... What is actually on it? The artwork. Uh, it's hard to tell from that picture. Yeah. but, but it's, it's trying to look mer- too. Well, it's in the merchandise area. Let me jump over there and see if I can uh, get a closer look of this. Uh, it it's, was made by a, a company that sold kites. And. Spectra Star Kites, back in 1985. He's got it still in the wrapper, so... But it looks like... It looks like it's a character. Oh, it is. It's like, uh... Looks like it's got Matt Tracker and his uh, Ultra Flash get up. And maybe some vehicles on there as well. So, that's a a rarity to find. Uh, And then he's also put up some instructions... To uh, the vehicles, he's got that uh, new area on there. So good job, Eric. we to go with the uh, additions and uh, I love I love his logo too. It's got that classic Kenner font. Uh, his new template that I, I think it was just this year that he changed over, or maybe last year, but. Great job, Eric. Good job. Yeah. Okay. So, what else do we got on the docket, there,
1: partner? Well, I don't think we had anything else really lined up. Um, More of just a chit chat, Q and A session. Oh, yeah. I see. Vaughn is actually chiming in with his top 10 mask selection. Let me see. Uh, Didn't come in in the correct order. I'm sorry, Vaughn. Number one, the heart and soul and mascot of Mask itself, the incredible Hulk of Mask Force, the legendary Rhino. Comes in at number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, he has. Thunderhawk. let me see, there's number three. Number three is Goliath. Number four is Hurricane. Uh, my computer is trying to freeze up. Uh, <laughs> it volcano like is number five. I got it. It just my computer's been okay. Uh, Wildcat is number six. Firecracker oh, wow. at number seven. Uh, Bullet at number eight. Condor at nine. And Raven comes in, trailing behind at ten. Interesting. That's an Let's awesome list.
3: Yeah, that's, that's good. <clears throat> and, again, that's another person, another opinion. Uh, Wildcat was way down on my list, mainly because mine always it came with these orange discs there's six of them and you could put them in the essentially engine compartment there and as you push wildcat along it's supposed to shoot them out um, and mine has never worked properly <laughs> so that's been a probably the reason why I put that down uh, it was probably in the 20 to 30 range if it even made my my top 30 Uh, just because of that. And then, you know, if you look at the, uh, the setup, it's that tow truck that uh, essentially pops up, you know, and becomes this kind of battle station or whatever. Well, if you're, you're kind of a platform or whatever, it takes you pushing the truck to shoot these out. So, (laughs) Platforms are usually kind of stationary, you know, and you're trying to move it around and trying to shoot, you know, those discs at people. Whereas Raven, that came with the two discs in the front, you essentially loaded it like a gun. You put them in the front, you cocked it in the back on the license plate, and then you had the trigger on the roof (laughs) to shoot them out. Hmm. And you didn't need that motion to to shoot it, which I, I... you know, obviously I ranked Raven way higher. Uh, I think maybe it was number 11 on my list. Just missed my top 10. But... So, you, you know, that just goes to show you that, uh, that based on your probably, maybe he had Wildcat in his uh, collection as a kid, and that's why he ranked it so much higher. But it's a cool truck. I, I won't get you wrong. You know, as you're, when you're a kid, there was a lot of mask toys that were versatile, like the like Wildcat, where you tow truck, and you right. know, you know you could tow whatever you vehicle you had around it didn't have to be mask. Uh, Boulder Hill, that's why I ranked it. I think I put it number three. You know, when you had Boulder Hill, that was where every one of your cars gassed up. You know, right. <laughs> not just uh, not just Thunderhawk or, you know those vehicles you you pushed every one of them up there to gas up if you were lucky enough to have the play set. um, so those usually rank higher with me the the playability factor you know so but yeah thank you Vaughn for uh, for chiming in with your list
1: Jose has chimed in once again. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he actually wants our perspective on what do you think about the concept of mask, a type of nine eleven force, sorry, yeah nine one one force that Hasbro presented in yeah. New York Comic Con of twenty eleven.
3: And I've been meaning to kind of chime in on that. I have the, I guess the main page from that comic book saved uh, on one of my computers. And I was going to post that up and and make a comment, but I don't know if you've seen it or not, Wyatt, but it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like an emergency personnel. Uh, from what I can remember, I think Matt Tracker was, had a police car, uh, somebody had an ambulance. It was like the, uh, it was like the Paw Patrol version of uh, <laughs> of mask. Okay. <laughs> so it was more, it, like you said, that nine one one emergency type responder uh, look to it. Um, I've, I've never read. I don't know if there was more pages other than that one page. That there was an actual you know story behind that or whatever, but. It, I wouldn't have called it mask uh, if you, you know, put it in front of me and asked me what it was, uh, just because it was just so much different, and really the only connecting factor was that they were all wearing masks, but they were were nothing like what we remembered, you know? So, I don't know, I mean, that's that whole area where, is that what we're going to get when Hasbro brings it back, is it going to be something totally, totally out there, where you have Matt Tracker driving a police car, and Dusty drives a fire truck, and Cliff Dagger drives a garbage truck? You know, <laughs> um, what what do you think about that? If if Mass goes in that direction, will you? Think any less of it, or will you just kind of hold the original series even higher?
1: I would probably hold the original series a little higher, but I wouldn't knock what they do with it. I've not seen the 9114, so I can't speak on it very well. Uh, but judging by what you described, I don't think it's a bad take. Um, I think in this day and age, you want to you want to try to do a modern spin on it. Uh, but mask, Mask's claim to fame was exactly in its title, it was a mask. Although, you know, when you describe it to people that don't know about it, I call it a helmet. But
0: yeah.
1: nonetheless, it was a mask that covered the, you know, the disguise themselves, but there was a power behind it, coupled with they had the transforming cars that had a special ability to them as well. So
0: yeah.
1: if you just have a special vehicle uh it's no different than cops or even knight rider i mean if you want to go that way yeah whereas but uh
3: and that's what you really couldn't tell at least what i could tell from the comic itself was if their vehicles even transformed um uh, it it just didn't. I know where I saw that. I saw that over on Mask Comics blog. Uh, the picture of that. I'm trying to try to find you the uh, the link so you can take a look at it. But that's what I kind of took away from this new version that we saw in 20. I think it was 2011. It it didn't give you the full scope of Mask. It was just. It, it would just like they threw something together overnight, you know, just to get something new for a mask, you know.
1: <laughs> right.
3: I'm gonna see if I can find that, just so you can, just so I can get your reaction from it. Uh, I think it was relatively new.
1: So. Um, I know we asked this question some time ago. Uh uh-huh. huh. Um, kind of. Turning your mind, but I was, it actually came to me as I'm looking through our little snippets here. Uh, what one, maybe two vehicles would you have liked to have seen turned into toys? Um, if, you know, we saw it in the mass cartoon, you know, we talked about, uh, the mass transport plane sharp, which never came to be, um, Uh, even blackout um, of the vehicles that you see uh, on our cartoon at least what one to two would you have liked to have seen uh, come out come out uh, as opposed to some of the prototypes that we see and so forth
3: was this from a particular person or is this just you to me that's you to me okay uh, well, I did, uh, how many did I put on that list? I think it was seven. Yeah. That, uh, I really would have thought would have been cool toys. Obviously, the transport plane, um, it would have had to have been like uh, G.I. Joe USS Flag. Socks. Yeah. <laughs> to fit like Rhino in it, you know. Uh, but nonetheless, you know. Having a having a transport plane would have been awesome. Uh, the other one that just actually came back to me today, when I was doing the list, was for Stinger. Stinger is the orange GTO. Right. That turns into a tank. And in the cartoon, which I can't wait to get to, it'll be in the forty to fifty range once we get to that season of Mass Cast. Uh, Reviewing episodes. It, uh... It, in that, when we are first introduced, has, like, this scorpion shell. And it essentially picks up Thunderhawk and drives it into the Great Wall of China and buries it uh, with its claws, you know. And it's a great scene. And it's a great scene when it's first... When the... uh, stinger first comes out of that scorpion shell uh how cool would it have been to actually have that with the toy you know uh as a add-on you know nowadays it would be like a comic-con exclusive or something you know <laughs> you can get the scorpion shell for stinger um but i don't know i always thought that would have been fun to have and it'd be big enough to have a claw to pick up like thunderhawk you know and or one of the other vehicles and drive around with it or something you know <laughs> um well those are a couple of mine did you have any in mind
1: well um what, what churned it was i literally just saw an image of uh, the transport plane mm-hmm. uh, i think on our blog and
3: uh yeah and one of the other things that came up when i was uh I think writing up my little explanation for Outlaw, which was, what, number seven or so on my list, was that Venom really never had its own playset, And a lot of people kind of lament that um, it would have been nice to have something to counter Boulder Hill. You know, they really didn't have one in the series. Um, we've identified a few, like that freighter that could transform or that uh, oil rake out in the ocean. Remember that? that uh, yes. Transformed and uh, uh, I think it was in Dutch that episode. Uh, to have something like that um, I think I even in my seven list of seven uh, vehicles I think I included that airport that that hidden airport that turned uh, kind of transformed and I can't remember which episode that was. But, you know, Venom really never had a a place at the rival Boulder Hill. They had Outlaw. Uh, And if you watch it, like when I was skimming for Thunderhawk footage, and you see Outlaw in the cartoon, it just looks awkward. Having that tanker raised up, you know, and it's shooting stuff out the front or whatever. Uh, Just looks weird in the cartoon, but... Obviously, it was one of the the coolest Venom vehicles. I think just for the fact that it was kind of their headquarters, you know. Um, so that would be something I would have liked to see happen in the in the toy line. Um, I'm trying to think what else was on that list that I posted.
1: Well, I wasn't even holding you to the, to the list necessarily. Um... Well, oh, I know
3: another one was that blackout video, uh, video. the blackout vehicle from uh, that episode that sucked all the electricity into it.
0: Yeah,
1: so was Magnum. And
3: Magnum, yeah, that was a good one, too. So there's several, you know, like that, that Venom, those kind of one-off uh, vehicles. They had that huge... Uh, thing that caused the tornadoes. Uh, that was one of the earlier episodes. I think it was the Oz effect, where they had yeah. that huge machine. It looked like it was as big as like a like Cloud City on Return of the Jedi. I mean, it was huge. And you know, I think we, at the time we were like, I can't believe Bruce used lifter on that thing because it was like humongous uh, looking on the cartoon, but. Uh, Venom had a a bunch of those. I'm sure we're in for several more before we're done reviewing the entire series.
1: Well, I know as for me, um, I I guess I'm just one that would like to see things stuck to with a cartoon. You know, we we do have an absence of a shark. You would have thought all along, we should have seen at least a shark. I can kind of see why we never had a transport plane because of the size of it. Although, you know, when uh, like we saw there, at Retrocon, the huge flagship from G.I. Joe, it's like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah come on, step up to the real big game. <laughs> but uh, but nonetheless, uh, I would have liked to have seen a shark uh, yeah. as well as a transport plane. The other ones I know were one-offs, so I'm not, I guess, in my adulthood I, I understand why we didn't see a magma bowl, mole, or yeah. uh, or the other ones. Yeah, shark is the obvious one. That was yeah, the, uh, and I, I, the, I, the only thing I can think of is one, but... the only thing I can think of is Porsche didn't want to license it. That's my only.
3: It's possible, very possible. But, you um... know, like we mentioned before in one of our other chats, was that I would love to see Hasbro pull together another animated series and kind of do what Transformers Prime did, which was make the cars look similar enough to the new uh, Michael Bay Transformer movies, but not have to pay that license. So you're not... Bumblebee still has that style of a Camaro, but it's different enough that you probably didn't have to license it. Right. you know, just like we we saw in the new Knight Rider comic with Kit, it's still that pointy front with the Cylon eye. It has all the looks of Kit, but it's still more of a futuristic or custom car. Right. Um, and not the traditional you know, Trans Am. So I, I, I would love to see them do that with Mask and uh, update Thunderhawk to look more like a newer sports car, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a Camaro. Uh, keep it red and keep the gullwing doors, and there you go. You know, can't see why they won't wouldn't uh, go for something like that.
1: Right. Well, getting back to a previous conversation, I'm looking at the uh, uh-huh. the 911 force here. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you and the comic.
1: Maybe I'm being skeptical, but aside from the dude wearing a helmet or a mask, I honestly just do not see a mask. Well, I guess I can see it in the background. There's it looks like a dump truck or something in the background that's. that's yeah, I, something. I, actually,
3: I actually have a wider <laughs> shot of that comic. That's more of a zoomed in shot just on Matt Tracker. Or what we assume, I guess, is Matt Tracker, but um, it does look like there's something happening with that truck in the background there, where it might have transformed into something.
1: Right. I, I guess I can. I guess seeing this, it might be plausible, and if they show something with the mask, other than other than like a RoboCop, where it's just right. more than, more of a computer or Google. Vision Google glasses whatever they call it now uh, but uh, you know if if that's all it has in the, in the in the mask then it's not mask it's just somebody wearing a cool helmet I mean I want an airwolf helmet not this one uh, but uh, yeah I just can't see it being a good maybe the new generation would take it and run with it uh, I'm not seeing it but that's just my own take on it. Now, if they, but on the flip side, if those masks do do something like there's a spectrum hang glider or spectrum something or other, or yeah. uh, what have you, then, Hey, you know, this might actually be a good, a good spin on, because I know in our, in our script, if you remember the early on writings, um, and I don't mean our drafting. What I mean is the early on part of the script. Alex and Matt are discussing doing something along that line where it's for a local police force, um, kind of a, I'll call it more like a Batman type of force where they go out, they do their good deeds, and then pff, you're gone. You don't see anymore. Right. Uh, and then it kind of spins off into the mask versus venom because of, of miles mayhem trying to get back in the scene or get basically, uh, um, uh, go after Mac for, uh, leaving his brother behind in the script. So the, yeah. I know that that was our, uh, kind of like the, uh, conference coffee table chat between the characters in our script, and I guess I can see this coming out in that in that way, that it's not what we would call classic mask versus venom. It would be more masked police force versus. I don't know. I mean, I guess a true true um, um, sworn in. That's probably the right word for it. Yep. Deputized police force. So I get it. Uh, I'm not seeing any more questions coming through. I've been watching a lot, but we still have two. It looks like two viewers hanging on, and we still we we enjoy that you've you've hung on with us going down memory lane. And and um, man, I still I still can't believe it's been 30 years but then again i, I can because you know i've uh, as you know more than i you know that that uh, i've been in the air force now over 20 years so that already tells you time's ticking um yeah, and I like agree. you said you've been out of college 18 19 years so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I hate to say it in this way, but part of me is like, I want to do the Princess Bride. It's inconceivable. Yeah. But there's that also, it's very, very possible because here we are, 30 years celebrating it. Um, but it's been really this year has been the awesome year yeah. because, uh, we're still gleaning, gleaning from, from meeting Doug. Twice and this year, yeah, uh, was it this year that we met Doug earlier with uh, the, the, the mass cast interview?
3: It was actually last year, was it? It was like uh, I think it was around this time, I think it was in October, actually.
1: I guess it was. I, I don't know why I thought it was the same year
3: when we interviewed him. And I've and I'll throw this out there too. I've, I've reached out to a couple of the other voice actors, I've had one positive response. I'm just trying to line up uh, a time with this person to hopefully get him on to talk with us. Um, So we're hoping to get some more reaction before uh, mask gets any older. (laughs) (laughs) And these uh, uh, voice actors from 30 years ago are approaching retirement, you know, Uh, that's a little, uh, scary for uh, me personally and, uh, the, uh, the numbers that we're hitting in our ages, but, you know, this, again, what we do is, you know, for our age group and it, it does kind of keep us going, keeps us, uh, uh, Keeps us young, I guess you would say.
1: Keeps us out of the nursing home.
3: Yeah, and uh, God bless these guys like Doug and Michael Bell and uh, Harry Kinney and Michael McConaughey that were at the retrocon for making themselves available. You know, whether they get paid for it or not, uh, it's obviously they are, but they're not doing it for the money. They're they're. I, uh, and I believe this in all sincerity, they're doing it for the fans and there's, the fans are still out there. Right. Uh, and I can tell you right now, you know, I told you earlier, I posted the mask intro to rediscover the eighties today. It's easily the most popular post I've ever put on rediscover the eighties. Uh in obviously that page is growing i am up to over seventeen thousand likes now I had uh, about sixteen
1: thousand Google hangouts must be acting up on you Jason. like jason said it's uh, it was it was like an explosive day for uh, mask at thirty um, we had some some interesting posts celebrating different entities over the years. Uh, within the last couple of years, actually, you know, we had uh, articles about A Team and Knight Rider and so forth. But uh, like Jason said, this seemed to be the the uh, the one that that struck a nerve with a lot of people. And, and like you Jason said, he my... said, "I'm sorry, there you are."
3: Yeah, I... Did you get all those statistics?
1: Mm, I heard seventeen thousand, and then you cut out
3: i apologize i don't know why it's kicking me off but uh i'm gonna try to get to the statistics again because this was pretty amazing it's it's easily the
1: it must be while you're doing the searches that your google hangouts is bogging down
3: I, yeah i guess it's not going to happen again but anyway i'll just go from memory uh, that the intro that I posted today on my Facebook page for Rediscover the 80s has over 900 shares. It was viewed 33,000 times, and it's reached over 100,000 people. That's pretty incredible.
1: Very incredible.
3: <laughs> Easily the, the most shared and popular post I've ever put on that Facebook page. Easily. So the mask is still around. People are still uh, care about it enough to share it with all their Facebook friends.
1: That's it. So. And there's, there's fans out there, different things. You've, you, I know you posted it earlier. We have a, a guy recently that's been making new helmet molds or mask molds. Oh,
0: yeah. Those are and
1: awesome. They are incredible. And I, in fact, even asked a guy, are you making these? Can we get one? And he says, it's so lengthy of a time. Yeah. Uh, I'll get back with you, type of of an answer. Yeah. But he has a whip mask. He has a spectrum, and he has the viper mask complete. Yeah. And it's just wow they is look, the right word yeah. for it.
3: They look very cool. He's got them like uh, he's got their own like little display stands and stuff, and it's there. It's you can tell that he put some detail and some work into the size and proportions and all the little colors and getting everything just right. Um,
1: and he makes it out of uh, awesome. he calls it foam rubber which is equivalent to the, what you'd see on, our, on your, your floor mats. Uh-huh. So that, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, but you, yeah. see, you see those fans, you see the other ones on YouTube where they have the acapella um, yep. remake and there's the other guy with the little MIDI piano and a couple electric guitars. Uh, he does... He does a pretty good uh, yeah. rendition. Then, yeah. you know, we've uh, used for, well, I think ever since Mac Catch started, you used a lot of the remixes for our intro and outro. Yeah. So it, there is definitely an interest out there, and it's just like exploding because it's, uh, maybe it's just coincidental, but it's exploding now with the 30th. And you posting on Rediscover the 80s just, just adds fuel to the fire that you know there's still a big big love for for oh, yeah. the, the mass world really
0: yeah uh
3: there's uh, <laughs> several people i've found on youtube that are reviewing the toys uh a couple guys from europe actually i can't remember if he's ah uh, gonna kill me um I keep liking his uh, reviews on YouTube, so you can go over there and find our liked videos and and find this guy. But he's he's got a lot of them boxed up, and he's unboxing and essentially reviewing them fresh. Uh, a lot of a lot of those people on YouTube that you just search uh, Thunderhawk uh, review, and you'll find easily. A couple dozen people that have reviewed it. Um, so the toys are still sought after, and kind of one of those uh, toy lines from the eighties that people it kind of jogs their memory, and you know, that's kind of what started with me. Once we finished that script, and I decided I was going to go out and get a Thunderhawk, and here I am with. Uh, several tubs full of <laughs> mask toys waiting to be displayed somewhere, you know. I went overboard with it, but... Anywho, well, I could, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I guess we've probably been going for a couple hours.
1: Yeah, we're working on just a hair over, too. One last question before we tail out of here. They okay. popped in and said, what about a mask Lego... Pops yes. Funko or Hot Wheels. Uh, yes. That would be awesome to see all three of those. I don't know what a Pops Funko really is. I apologize.
3: That's those uh, those figures, the with the big heads.
1: Oh, okay. That would be actually cool to see. Uh, yeah.
3: Um go, go
1: ahead. No, I would love to see me, I'm more I, I love the Lego and Hot Wheels. I had and Jason can attest, I had I don't know how many countless Hot Wheels or Matchbox cars, if you will, uh, growing up. So if I would have had Mask Hot Wheels then or even now, I think, I'd, I, think I would splurge on that that deal right there. Uh, the Legos, I had a fair amount. Um, it would be hard for me to build a, a, a Thunderhawk or whatever and then leave it, uh, leave it be. I'd probably end up tearing it down rebuilding it. And if my son's around, it would not be a mask <laughs> uh, recognizable toy anymore. But uh, that would be awesome, really, to see. And, and who knows? Maybe that's what's going on behind, behind the curtains. Yeah. What about you?
3: Yeah, we've seen – well, you know, Hasbro's done some Lego-type stuff. It hasn't been Lego. They call it Creo, like with G.I. Joe and Transformers. Um so I would never rule that out. Since they developed those two, that we could get uh, a series or two of mass Creo vehicles and minifigures. Uh, I think that would be really cool. They did a really great job. I've got a several of the GI Joe ones. I actually got into collecting those at one point. At least my uh, my favorite characters and such and several of the vehicles, uh, really fun to put together and they did a really good job that the minifigures are surprisingly detailed, especially with all the weapons and stuff that they come with and even helmets and skis and, you know, the whole nine. Uh, that would be really great to see, uh, the Mask and Venom teams in those Creo minifigures. Uh, really think that could happen. Um...
1: And we can't you know and and we can't neglect because there were people that were very creative uh Masks fans that's created their own mask yeah. vehicles out of Legos
3: they yeah and they've posted it up on the the Legos ideas site mm-hmm. where several have uh been funded uh and supported uh the the Delorean uh there was an ecto one and ghostbuster set that's been on my wish list for about a year now um so yeah i mean those those things can can happen like i said i don't know if it'll be what happened through lego uh just because of the licensing and stuff but um yes yeah, several people have uh have put up like lego thunderhawks and i've gone on and supported them like a good mask fan that i am <laughs> Uh, knowing that they'll probably not get made through LEGO Ideas, but still, uh, people have... and that Orion Pax guy on... uh, he's got a Flickr uh, profile that has pretty much all of the mask vehicles in LEGO form, which is really cool, really detailed. A lot of thought put into those. Um, On the Hot Wheels side... I I don't know if I can see them doing uh, mass vehicles, like in the
1: usual. We lost you again. Hello. Now it looks like they even lost me. Uh, I don't even see a video response. I don't know if you can see me out there.
3: Did I cut out?
1: Yeah, you did, and I thought I actually did, too.
3: Yeah, I. sorry. Um, how much did you get? With, <laughs> with well, you, were uh, just getting, you were just getting
1: ready to talk about the Hot Wheels, how, okay. how plausible or not plausible. Yeah, I,
3: I, I don't see them doing, like, the 164 scale Hot Wheels, the normal size, you know, in mask. Uh, I could see it doing maybe the larger... I think the Hot Wheels Elite, which is like the the real large ones they do, is like one sixteen scale. I could see them maybe trying to do something like that uh, with like Thunderhawk or something, just one or one or two of the more simple like transformations and stuff like Thunderhawk. Um, I was surprised um, when we were watching Battle Force Five that show, which is Hot Wheels. Uh, essentially, that they did those five vehicles in the 164 scale, and they actually turned out pretty well compared to their cartoon counterparts. Um, so it can be done, I think, but it would, it's, I don't think it's very likely.
0: Hmm.
3: And then the Funko figures, uh, I would love to see the main characters in Funko. Um, it'd be cool if they would do them in the three and three quarter scale like G.I. Joe size just to give them a little bit bigger and and put them in like their reaction line or something for Funko but the the pop vinyls with the big heads yeah I I don't know it'd be fun I'd like to see Mask in really any kind of figure or merchandising you know some of the popular ones Funko is huge right now um Hasbro just needs to unleash that toy license yeah. if it's possible and just start flooding mask vehicles and figures and whatever they can into some of these popular toy companies now and just get the get the brand back out there if they're especially if they're gonna re release it, you know. Yeah.
1: So well, Vaughn chimed in and asked, "How about uh, Mega Blocks or Playmobil? Mask?"
3: Yeah, I think those are those are a little bit bigger than Lego. Yeah. Uh, Playmobil actually, if my memory serves me correctly. They have a couple like transforming cars and stuff that shoot missiles and. Somebody posted one, I think, to our Facebook page probably a year or so ago. I was like, it's Thunderhawk. And it was like a flying car that shot missiles, you know. <laughs> I was like, well, cool. So uh, somebody's uh, making some money off the mask idea. But um, I, I still think since Hasbro works with Creo that it would likely be under that line. Uh, than any of the others that are popular right now.
1: Well, I think that about wraps it up for okay. questions. And I know we're both um, well, we're both family men, like you said before. And <laughs> we, we both have, have we'll day jobs. To
3: tomorrow, yeah.
1: That's right. You're, so really, I wanna,
3: you're an hour ahead of me, so...
1: Yeah, I do want to take the opportunity to, to, to thank all of our listeners throughout the few years that we've been uh, on air, so to speak, whether through the, the I'll call it old MassCast podcast to the new newer Google Hangout video casts, uh, and even the fans from some time ago when we started our venture uh, just as the script and the, the website. So I want to thank you for coming along with us all these years. And thanks for celebrating the 30 years that we've that mask has been an entity um, uh, nothing if nothing more than really our, our childhood memory uh, yeah. for all these years
3: yeah it's hard to believe uh february of 2016 would be our will be three years we've been doing the podcast
1: that is right
3: uh and we owe you guys who are the faithful podcast listeners, uh, several episode reviews <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: in the upcoming months uh, in 2015. And I, I know I'm really chomping at the bit to get back into those and uh, and get on to the next uh, quote-unquote season where we're going to get some new agents. And actually, well, these last two episodes, 39 and 40, I think are going to be, fairly interesting to uh, break down and talk about some of the uh, material and even origin story, uh, that sort of thing. So we'll get to see uh, Mayhem actually uh, call Matt Tracker by name, you know, that kind of thing. So we're getting into some interesting plots and obviously the addition of any new agents and vehicles are going to be real fun to, uh, to see uh, after we've essentially reviewed over half of the series now, and uh, we've only gotten Hondo's Hurricane uh, among the, what I would call, Series 1 uh, vehicles and agents, you know. Right. So... It'll be fun, we'll keep pushing through and try to get you some more podcasts and uh in the upcoming months, and hopefully some special ones like we're trying to work out here with other voice actors. So, appreciate everybody tuning in and downloading on all the podcast places you go to.
1: Yes, and uh, once again, on behalf of Jason, this is. Fellow agent, Wyatt, have a great time. Thank you for another 30 30 years, and um, have a great Mass Day.